Welcome to the geek to geek podcast. I'm Beege and Void is not here. We are doing incredible. Unfortunately, he is not. He'll be back next week and we'll be able to have the topic that we had originally planned. But tonight, I am joined by my lovely wife once again. Well, I joined once again by my lovely wife, Jennifer. Say hello. Hey. And tonight, hi. Uh, I'm glad that you were able to, to do this. This is kind of a last minute thing for us folks. So if you're listening, this is going to be just slightly different than, uh, than usual because Jennifer is not void and, uh, I'm still me. So. And I found out I was doing this like 30 minutes ago. Well, by 30 minutes ago, she means about 12 hours ago. It's but not. it was. <laughs> Uh, well, Void has a uh, is sick and very uh, not feeling well, not able to get off of the couch right now. So send him well wishes and uh, hope that he feels better. And hopefully you'll enjoy listening to us talk about The Incredibles! Uh, I know that Void and I were going to do an episode, and we still might do an episode on The Incredibles. But the reason that we wanted to talk about this tonight is because The Incredibles is Jennifer's favorite movie. It is the movie that I watch on my birthday while I'm sitting in the living room floor eating Chinese food. So that's kind of a ritual around our house. And it's, you know, that means that it's kind of like the Star Wars for you, right? I mean, like, when I sit, I remember a picture that you took of me in the apartment where I'm sitting cross-legged in the floor watching Star Wars special features before The uh, Force Awakens comes out. Like, that's kind of what The Incredibles is to you, isn't it? That kind yeah, of for, feeling? I, I can't remember at what point I realized it was my favorite movie. I, I kept, you know, trying to think, oh, I'm the type of person, I, you know... I'm a graduate student in English. I, I like, you know, higher brow movies. And at one point I was just like, nah, nah, The Incredibles is my favorite movie. That's, <laughs> that's what I get back to. So what is it about that? I mean, I know that, that I want to preface this by, by saying that I love The Incredibles and I've come to appreciate it more and more because of you and how much you love it. And I know that Void has only seen it like once. He may have seen it twice, he said, and he didn't really see what the big deal was. He liked it. It was fine. It was a Pixar movie. And then it got this kind of, not, I don't even know if it's a cult status at this point, given the promotion that they're doing for two, but he's going to go back and revisit it and, you know, see what it's all about before the second one comes in. And like, what is it that made The Incredibles like stand out to you like that? Well, I think sometimes just your first viewing of of a film can can color how you always see it. And it was something that, you know, I had heard about the movie and everything. I mean, obviously it was the next big Pixar movie, but I went to see it with friends uh, in college and we were just blown away by it. We just all went on and on about how great it was. Um, and I think I've always been a superhero fan. I mean, my favorite, my first favorite TV show I can remember was uh, Darkwing Duck. And that, well, He-Man and She-Ra too. Uh, and then my first favorite, like, live action, more adult show. Uh, and this is going to be in air quotes here. <laughs> I'm just going to say more adult show. Was Lois and Clark. <laughs> so, uh, so it was one of those things that, you know, I, I didn't read comic books growing up, but I was just always drawn to stories about superheroes. Um, and so the superhero family aspect, I mean, it makes it fun, but... Um, just thematically, it was really interesting. The movie, um, I I enjoyed the um, 
because that was when when the first one came out was when No Child Left Behind was getting talked about a lot. So the um, if everyone's special, no one is, I thought was just a really interesting idea to be examining in this uh, animated movie. And just the whole movie's fun. It's beautiful. Uh, I loved Elastigirl from, you know, the moment I set eyes on her. I love, I loved, I mean, I loved all the characters in it. Um, but just funny, thoughtful, um, interesting things to say about families and relationships. It's just kind of the whole package and I, I never, it's not a movie I watch just constantly. I see it, I don't know, every couple, I, I don't actually watch it every year on my birthday. It's one of my, it's one of my movies that I watch on my birthday. Um, but I just, uh, I never get tired of it. And that's, that's amazing to me because I get tired of it. I, 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 and I, I'm afraid this is going to be one of those, oh, you're going to divorce me times where I get tired of it because it's so long ah. that I don't get tired of it as a movie. I get tired of it whenever it's on. I'm ready for it to be done about 45 minutes before it's actually over. It's not that like, long. I mean, it's I, about a t- it's, I know they said, I think the new one is just under two hours, which okay. is pretty long for an animated movie. Mm. Uh, I think that's what I heard. But um, this one doesn't feel like an animated movie. Yeah. That's I, that's really the thing that Brad Bird does with this one in particular is while it does, it feels like an animated movie, but it doesn't feel like a cartoon. Mm-hmm. That there's something more about The Incredibles that, that these characters are more three-dimensional, that you feel a lot more toward them, I think. Where Bob and Helen, uh, Mr. Incredible and Elastigirl are the are real people in this because you see their home life is an actual home life as opposed to Clark Kent putting on glasses and still being Superman really. Um, so and they're really going to establish that and really expand on it in the second one. And where the first one, for those of you who haven't paid attention to any of the marketing yet, who don't really know what the second one's about, the first one was the superheroes basically coming out of retirement and having to save the world and hiding, essentially, uh, without government support, that all of it's illegal. And it was focusing on Mr. Incredible, on Bob. Becoming... You didn't ruin my death. You s- no, you didn't save my life. You ruined my death. Yeah, and that, <laughs> and that was how they got outlawed. It was like there was a, there was a lawsuit. People uh, went crazy and... Uh, they said they couldn't do this anymore. Yeah, it, it was exploring, you know, we had um, Batman versus Superman that was exploring the idea of, um, poorly exploring the idea of what, like, the damage that these superheroes would uh, do. And The Incredibles was doing that 14 years ago with, um, you know, the idea that these superheroes were, you know, damaging uh, property and everything while saving people. And then there was, you know, the person suing because he kept, you know, caught him when he was trying to commit suicide, which is also very dark. But it's <laughs> Pixar. They're yeah. dark. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of, uh, I've talked about on here last week, there's a lot of personal stuff going on right now. And you were like, hey, we could watch Coco. And I'm like, no, no. Oh, you Lisa. should see. I, I used to teach freshman comp uh, college on the side. And uh, you should tell a group of uh, college freshmen and see their faces when you explain to them that a Toy Story is about the fear of becoming irrelevant and dying. I can only imagine. <laughs> I mean, as many years as I taught, uh, I had a lot of it like that. I don't think I ever got to do the Toy Story one. That was mm-hmm. not one that ever came up, I don't think. But it yeah. came up because I had a group that was... Um, uh, that was had watched Toy Story three right as they were graduating high school, so oh. that was like their movie that they really connected with because that was that movie was about Andy moving on, going to college, moving yeah. out. So they really connected to that, and uh, and it was that year that uh, those freshmen had just seen it over the summer uh, that that we got into that talk. Oh yeah, and I mean that's 
That's insane. Like, I mm-hmm. didn't even think about that, that they hadn't really considered that and uh, thinking about it. And that, they viewed it through it. You know, we watched it and cried thinking about, you know. The loss of innocence and that yeah. we're old now. Well, and, they, they dealt with, they connected to it on a much more media way, that that was what they were dealing with right then, uh, was actually, you know, leaving behind their childhoods in a, you know, more concrete way than us talking about thinking of it more abstractly. And that's what The Incredibles does, except for a completely separate set of people. Like, it is these suburban, this suburban family who is trying to recapture their youth. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, you know, Bob in the first one has gotten fat. He is, he's middle-aged and fat and has his family and works in a cubicle. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is, he's working in insurance. And the first one is his story of becoming a superhero again, of getting back into shape, of going through his midlife crisis in a lot of ways, of uh, buying a sports car and doing all of this and trying, like, trying to be who he used to be and and while still learning who who he actually is. And the second one for you guys who haven't paid any attention or don't know yet is uh, that's going to be about Elastigirl, but Helen is going to be the main character of the second one. And the the, the second two picks up the moment that one ends, we're going to have the undermine them fighting the underminer, which is how uh, the first one ended. And it's, um, and it's immediate. It is a last Jedi style. The next second, from what we from what we've been told, yeah, that Brad Bird, the director, has said that it's going to pick up. So when you see a lot of the trailers right now before it's out, you see them in the red Incredible suits, and there's a good deal of that footage that may be from the first ten minutes of the movie because they're picking up then, and we know that they're going to be wearing. Wearing some of their old suits in later on in the Which movie. Which I fi- I was hoping would happen, first of all, because I love the Elastigirl suit way better than, and I love the old Mr. Incredible suit way better than the red suits that, uh, that were really cool looking in 2004. Um, yeah. and, uh, so, and I also kind of figured they'd get some different suits if for no reason other than merchandising. Yeah. They want to be able to sell different, you know, them in different, uh, uniforms. So I figured they'd be wearing, uh, some, and it's, it's not the, uh, Helen is not in the same suit. Is she it not? is it is slightly different. Um but it's the same style. It's her Elastigirl suit rather than her Incredible suit. Right. So okay, um, so it's different than the Elastigirl suit from the beginning of yes. the Incredibles? Yes, I believe so. I believe her legs were bare. Okay. Uh and that she had tall boots and bare legs, I think. Um and she's in full pants now. I mean, oh. she's yeah, I mean, like a forty-year-old woman now. So, uh, <laughs> but I didn't know that. I hadn't. Noticed Not that, that that means you can't show your legs. Show your legs, everybody. But if you want to, but <laughs> but that but they, but they did change it. And, yeah, it's and, different. And the colors were different. It. Yeah, yeah. I didn't um, know that. And you and you from talk- the first moment in the trailer. Uh, okay, so we watched. It was Valentine's Day night. Hmm. It was Valentine's Day night, and we were waiting for uh, the. They'd advertised that during the Olympics they were going to show that that during the Olympics they were going to show the first footage from The Incredibles. So we were going to, I was watching the Olympics all night. And we'd been watching the Olympics a lot anyway, but it was, you know, Valentine's Day. We might would have done something different that night, but it's like, nope, I've been waiting 14 years for this, for the first footage from it. And uh, I mean, it was after nine o'clock. Before and they had nothing. We were watching it on nothing. NBC on the main on the main channel that was hosting the Olympics that was showing the Olympics, and there had been nothing. We watched every commercial break just intently, yeah. just staring at the TV, and nothing. 
And I finally saw, like, I was following on Twitter and everybody was like, you know, where's the Incredibles, you know, preview that you've been advertising for a week uh, or longer. And um, and then I found out, it got posted that they aired it on one of the other Olympic stations, even was though they... CNBC that I they did? Because it wasn't NBC Sports. Apparently like they was... did show it later that night um, because somebody else I knew saw it. But it was, I mean, it was after, they showed it like after nine o'clock. Uh, and it was way later than nine yeah. o'clock. Like we were still watching it when I left the room and went to the bathroom and came back and you were angry on the couch cursing because of it showed on a different channel. And I think that was around nine thirty or so that you would check Twitter while while I was gone. And someone had posted where they recorded it and and then you know I went but anyway, all that to say, like the moment that I saw Elastigirl in her Elastigirl suit on that Elasticycle. I looked at my husband and I said, I'm buying that toy. That better be a toy. I'm getting Elastigirl on that Elastigirl. I didn't know it was called the Elasticycle yet, but. Uh. I'm, get, I'm getting Helen on her motorcycle. Yeah, yeah. And so, so now, fast forward to where we are now, and you're right about the merchandising. Mm-hmm. That you are absolutely correct that they are putting out all kinds of Incredibles toys now. In Target alone right now, there are three different sections for Incredibles toys. There's the Lego section for the Lego Junior sets. There are, I think, Junior superheroes. Whatever. They're they're like the Imaginex They're essentially Imaginex stuff, except they're not. I mean, because they're already Imaginex Incredibles uh, stuff on individual uh, figures. And then there is the normal Incredibles toys. And so... You've been waiting over a decade for there to be actual Incredibles. Because right? I'm not a, I'm not just a huge collector. I don't have like BJ's Star Wars collection. That is the reason I don't have a, a full workshop <laughs> uh, because <laughs> half the workshop is uh, is uh, big totes of Star Wars figures that and comic never, books. And there, comic there, there books. are comic books, uh, but because you know it, it was my favorite movie, and then years later. Um, you know, I would just occasionally see... And it wasn't something I realized was my favorite movie when it first came out. It was over the years. So whenever I happened to see some sort of Incredibles toy at a at a yard sale or at a thrift store, I'd always pick it up because there wasn't a lot around. Uh, and I'd, I'd seek it out some. I mean, not really obsessively, but if I saw something... I have this really cool Incredibles phone that I got at a thrift store. Oh, I forgot yeah, it's about a, it's that. it's at my office. It's at your office, yeah. It's a red phone, like... Like landline phone, like Batman from the '60s landline uh, phone with the incredible, and the rotary dial on it is the big incredible symbol. I mean, it's a working phone. Uh, it's supposed to light up, but I've never when it rings, but I've never had it hooked up to test that. Okay, because it's not like I have a landline at home. Um, but uh, but so I knew I'm having to be very judicious because I'm used to buying every incredible thing that I happen to run across, which has not added up to that much money over the years. Like, we have a couple of shelves, maybe, with some stuff on it. Yeah. Like, up to this point, like, when I, when you and I started dating in 2008, the only Incredibles toys that you were able to find were in a Disney Seconds shop mm-hmm. because you had a friend who worked at Disney and you were able to set up a diorama, basically, of tiny figurines that they had at Disney World in a damaged and second shop that you got at a discount, mm-hmm. and there was not much else. Like there was no. barely. I mean, there were. If that. I got on eBay, I could have found. I never bought anything off eBay. I looked a few times, but um, I only just pay. I have. I have a one like Pez dispenser, just random right. stuff that I've picked up here and there. But I'm having because now. I mean, they are. I 
they're going all out on the merchandising and advertising for this movie. I'm hoping that, I mean, I, I believe it's going to be good because Brad Bird hasn't had a He's real had one failure. Real, one real kind of failure, and we loved Tomorrowland the first time we mm. saw it. It was nowhere near as good the second time. But he did things, he did the Iron Giant, you guys. He did Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, which is... Fantastic, and if you've never—that's one seen of the it, other movies that I sometimes watch on my birthday. It is, and it's not even just because it's Brad Bird; it's because it's an action movie that watches like you're watching a cartoon. That people are real people are doing things like you're watching an animated cartoon. He's stealing my uh, lines here, but yeah, I, did. I mean, <laughs> that, but that was. You guys, we have these discussions, like, all the time, and I have no idea at this point who said things originally. And because um, I was, the one thing I was going to say about, you know, The Incredibles in general is that was the first Bird movie I'd, never, I'd ever seen, because I hadn't seen The Iron Giant before that. Uh, and then, obviously, Ratatouille is also great, uh, and Ghost Protocol is fantastic. Um, Tomorrowland, I was in love with it when we saw it the first time. Um, I thought, I mean, I... I said it was like going to Disney World, but in watching a movie, it was great. And I still stand by that it had great ideas in it. Upon rewatching, I saw the flaws and pacing and things like that right. a lot more. But I still, I still don't think it was the failure that a lot of people made it out mm. to be, um, because it was very ambitious. And there's a lot about it that I really liked. Uh, I really loved the idea of. Um, I really enjoyed the concept of. Um, of us, the self-fulfilling prophecy that we keep, you know, telling these dystopian narratives and that it's leading us down the path to dystopia. I thought that was a really interesting uh, concept that uh, played out really well in the movie. And because of that, the, Tomorrowland is, I think, the only movie where I completely identify with the villain and understand 100% what drove them there, that whenever I watch it, I understand why the heroes have to do what they're doing, but at the same time, I'm like, he's not wrong in what he's doing, trying to protect the world like it's that. It's not like he's Thanos, not where you're like, why don't you just make there be more resources if you're so powerful, dude? Yeah, it's like, you don't have to kill half Spoiler of everybody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, guys, I'm assuming because you're listening to this that you know this, but it's Thanos, you know, he's a big bad. But yeah, it's like, I can't really get my mind around that kind of epic bad guy. But in Tomorrowland, it's like, yeah, I'm right there with you, dude. I'd be doing the same thing. And that's what Brad Bird does, is he approaches topics that are really pertinent to us. I mean, the Iron Giant does it. Ghost Protocol really approaches things from a human perspective. Like, you see a lot more humanity in those Mission Impossible characters in that movie than you do in any of the others, except maybe J.J. Abrams in Mission Impossible 3, uh, which he handed off to uh, Brad Bird. And uh, don't watch Rogue Nation. It's just not good, y'all. Um but that said, like all of this merchandise, like Jennifer was was saying she wanted Helen on this motorcycle. They're finally putting out these toys. One of the toys, y'all, is Elastigirl on her Elastisocial. Oh, there's more than one version of well, it. Well, I know. But, but the one well, let me tell my story. Uh so uh and then I so I was looking I was waiting for the toy uh toys to be premiered, and I finally found a video of um one of the toy conventions uh where they uh it was at Toy Fair, wasn't it? It was yeah, this year's yeah. Toy Fair. Uh, and, uh, oh, what's the, what's the toy manufacturer? Jax. Jax. Uh, it was Jax showing off. And I, let me tell you, these, 
they are doing some excellent work with these toys and this merchandise because they're really high quality. They look really nice and they're inventive um, because, the, of course, I was so excited because I see Elastigirl. It's a... Oh, I think an eleven inch tall elastic. Yeah, I think so. Um, on her elasticycle, and it's called the elasticycle because part of it, it actually stretches it to stretches be longer. Like her. And her arms stretch as she stretches it, and the toy does that too. Mm-hmm. And it has a I don't even a mount. It has a you, mount and a crank. Yeah, uh, a crank that you crank her up, and she shoots off, and she comes off of the motorcycle. She has a cool helmet. It just looks great. It is. Uh, it's a good one to set up and to play with. Mm-hmm. Like we've done both already. It's on your desk at work, yeah. right? Yes. And then there's my favorite toy that they did. And I'm telling you this, I'm going to steal the thunder on this one, but, um, and steal your, your lines probably or whatever. But, uh, when we're going through Target like this, like she is, she's as bad as I am, like grabbing things and holding them and then having to go put them back as she's like picking and choosing which ones of these she's going to judiciously, judiciously spend her money on. And, they get to what they've called the power couple toy. And it is my absolute favorite thing. Because in the movie, Bob is the superhero. In the first movie. In the first movie, Bob is this super strong, like, hulkish Captain America muscle guy. And um, he throws Helen. She stretches and throws her like a slingshot. They do, this toy does that, where he is, his arms are up in the Y, and you put her hand, she's like a Stretch Armstrong kind of toy, you put her hands in his, and you pull back, his arms come back a little bit, and you launch her across the the room, or the yard, or wherever you are, uh, and she just flies, like a, she out of a good slingshot, too. and she flies good, And y'all. whenever you pull it back, there's sound effects, like they talk, and they, you know, and he's like, good job, honey, and because that's what coach sounds like. Um, but, uh, and the guy who plays Bob plays coach, uh, the old TV show coach. If you don't know that, go Google it. And, um, Hayden T. I, no, I can't remember Craig his name. T. Craig T. Nelson. Um, uh, but, um, it's like, this toy is awesome. Like, I love playing with And this. there's these little cardboard bad guys that you can set up to try to aim. I, I it is, you can't aim. No. <laughs> it's it is, very hard. They, they, they have been knocked down on accident and mostly run over by Elastigirl in the Elasticycle. But there's these things that are just really, really cool to play with. And up until this point, you had those minifigures, right? Mm. And then you had uh, the Disney Infinity figures. Because mm. the first Disney Infinity game had actually launched with the Incredibles. Mr. Incredible was in the starter pack. And then you could get the rest of the family and Syndrome, the bad guy from the first movie, as figures. And we've got those. You've got they, those. They're sharp. And they're great. And they're some of the best figures that they've still put out, even with all the new stuff that they've got. Disney Infinity figures, y'all have heard me talk about a lot. Um, but they're just good toys. And those are great. And there are some Funko Pops. Um, you don't have any of the Funkos, no, no. do you? And you know why, guys? Think about this. I'm going to, I'm going to, the, there is a Funko Pop. That is Mr. Incredible in his original suit, the blue and black suit. Um, and I was going to buy this for Jennifer for uh, Christmas or a birthday this year. I can't remember which it was. And so I'm on the internet and I'm typey, typey, typing and looking. And it sells for like $1,500. It is one of the, if not the most expensive, rarest Funko Pop there is. Because they di- it was one of the orig- like original set. They didn't make many of them. It was an exclusive 
And it kind of makes my heart warm for you that it's Mr. Incredible that is the rarest, most expensive Funko Pop. Maybe a lot warmer if I had bought it yeah, to start I mean, with and, I understand and that. could then make $1,500 off of it. I don't love the Incredibles that much. We would be selling it. I don't know. <laughs> I love Star Wars that much. I have lightsabers that are signed by like James Earl Jones that I can't bring myself to sell. So it's like I can't even say that, that we'd be selling it because I'd be like, oh, no, no. Um, but so there are new Funko Pops coming out. I haven't seen them. Like, have you seen them in stores anywhere? Or? I hadn't. I think I saw some online, but of all the of all the really cool toys, the Funkos are kind of my, the least of my interest, considering how cool the other toys are. However, what has piqued your interest are blind boxes. I never thought my wife would like blind boxes, y'all. And she is when she goes to the store, she is buying incredible figurines in these blind boxes to put in her dioramas and it makes me so happy that oh, right beside I, I'm not no, I'm not usually a diorama person I just know, so you know I know and that's why it makes me so happy that on our shelf by our TV she has an Incredibles diorama I didn't I didn't I didn't create this they have these little action play sets that are real stylized I, I'm, my grammar is not so great tonight I'm, I'm very tired uh, and uh, uh, it was a long did a lot at work today uh Researching intellectual freedom and censorship and all that stuff. She's she's a librarian. Yeah, and um, oh, where was I? But they have because one of the things of um, the Incredibles is sort of loosely based in it has sort of an it was has a mid century aesthetic. Uh, so a lot of the artwork, promotional artwork that came out for it, and the concept artwork, it has that mid century stylized sixties look. That kind of atomic stylization yeah. that you'll see. Um, and they have these little action sets. Um, that are in that style with the little fit, the, and the little bitty characters that go like in inch, are, inch and a half yeah, uh, figures, two inch maybe, are are that stylized look like a lot of the prom, promote, like not promotional art. What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know, concept I was, art. Concept art. Yeah. I was thinking promotional art too. Yeah, so. uh, a lot of the concert art, concept art was, and I've always looked for um, art of that concept art style. So when I saw the little figures and the little play sets, I had to uh, get those to, to set up. And we're still missing one. We're going to have to get online. The Frozone one just hasn't been in stores. Or but it, not in our target. At so. least not in our target. Yeah. So. Oh, but like, and so the day that I went, okay, first of all, I had, we went to Disney world at late April. It was the end of April. And I'm excited. Cause I, I'm thinking there's going to be tons of Incredibles stuff. It's We're six weeks away from a new Incredibles movie. There's going to be lots of merchandise in the parks. I'm going to spend lots of money. Um, we saw two t-shirts in one store. Did we see two t-shirts? I, can, I can't even think of that. It was it was like a set, and it was like a mom and dad one or something. Oh, so it yeah, wasn't even yeah, something yeah, yeah, that yeah, I yeah. could get. I mean, there was nothing. I found one pin. Like, you know, they have the collectible mm-hmm. pins in Disney World. I found one pin. And I had seen, I, I had been disappointed because I had seen that they were launching their Incredibles being like taking over the park and the characters being out um, later, like the next it, month. Yeah, like, it's in, actually it's in like May. this week. I think, I think it's this week that we're recording um, it. It's out at Disney. I think and, it's Incredibles take over Tomorrowland, yeah. I think. So, I, cause I've been just chomping at the bit to get my hands on some of the merchandise, you know, that was supposed to be released in April. And I was like, oh, it's going to be in Disney World. Well, there was nothing in Disney World. We even went to a Pixar, like a specific Pixar store. They had a whole section of Wall E merchandise and nothing for the Incredibles. It was so There was weird. literally nothing in that store that was the Incredibles. Like, and it, it's ridiculous. I'm sure they probably are launching it. They're now. holding off, yeah. I'm sure, but. Um, but, 
so we came back and I don't know how much we did the our lives kind of hit the fan when we came back from our trip uh, and we had we had a really bad day and uh, so we decided to go shopping and I had had a dream when I had come back after I come back that I had gone to Target and there was like a huge section of incredible stores like it was like the entire sort of like the holiday section in Target that it was all incredible toys and that they had had <laughs> Uh, and that they had the uh, Elastis Girl on the Elastis Cycle that I wanted. They had everything. They had that in stock specifically. Uh, I had this dream about it. It was a great dream. And that had actually made me think, oh, I should check and see if Target has this particular one that I'm wanting it. So I looked online and it showed that it wasn't in the store. Uh, it showed it wasn't, and it wasn't available to ship either. Like I couldn't, the only way you could buy it was to spend um, $80 on it, I think it was, uh, when the regular price was 40 And, um... So, but anyway, we decided to go to Target and uh, to try to distract cheer ourselves, ourselves and cheer up, ourselves yeah. up. And because uh, I was like, I want to go spend some money, and we were—I didn't even know I was going to be looking for incredible stuff. Uh, and we went to the toy aisle, and sure enough, it wasn't quite as extensive as my dream. It wasn't the entire corner of the store, but big incredible section, and they had Elastigirl on the Elasticycle that the website said they didn't have, so it was... And it had um, it was, like, not in store, and it, it's great, and you've been playing with it oh, yeah. really ever since. You brought it to work because your office mate wanted to see it and play with it in the floor at work. It's really like, cool. It's really cool, you guys. And so, you know, even speaking of playing with, like, they've got all of these toys, and... The Incredibles would make a fantastic video game, or they should make a fantastic video game. And there have been three Incredibles games, and they're all kind of meh up to this point. And initially, you've played all of them at this point. And There's a computer game of a mini games I actually found recently. Is there? Yeah, it's a PC game. Oh, I didn't know that. I'll have to find that somewhere and get it's it. It's like, you. I mean, don't spend much money on it. It's like weird little mini games, apparently. <laughs> well, I didn't even know that one existed. So initially, there was the PS2 game. That they and and the thing is the reason these could be good like some like PS2 action platformers are good sometimes and y'all know I love Bubsy 3D so y'all know that I'll play a bad video game but the Incredibles one is terrible like it is Jennifer just stopped playing it I don't even remember why I didn't like it I just know I didn't like it yeah you just didn't like it and that's saying a lot it given, may have also been that I played uh, Disney Infinity before first and it was better yeah and that's the thing there was the disney infinity one that was 3d but even that you stop before you beat it uh, because like it. it wasn't it it didn't flesh anything out because it was disney infinity one they didn't have everything figured out yet it was very bare it was not all themed like you could use them. you know i'm not crazy about open world stuff yep you're not Which... you you want things that are are kind of of Linear, linear, honestly. And so the DS game, though, there is a, a Nintendo DS, original DS game, that is kind of a 2.5D side-scroller where it will run around and the world will skew and you'll, it'll be like oh, you're turning and the world will turn while you're running. But it's a 2D side-scroller. And you have beaten this one twice, three times now? Like You, you just played, once. Have you only beat it no, once? No, yeah, I didn't. 
I've played it a little bit more recently, but yeah, I just beat it once. It's a lot of fun. It's very difficult. The, the controls are difficult, but uh, it is a lot of fun because you switch back and forth between Bob and Frozone. Like, immediately. Um, like, like you can press a button and you're one or the other. And it has puzzles that are really hard. There are platforming elements of this that are super hard. It's, I mean, a lot of it's the controls that are hard. Yeah. Because uh, you have to freeze these little stepping stones and jump onto them as Frozone and... Uh, it's just hard to land on them because the controls are super sensitive. Yeah, and it's a DS game, and it's a DS movie game. Like, these are definitely movie games that were made, which is something that they're getting out of this time, because sitting on the desk here where we're recording is our uh, Target $1 pre-order The Incredibles Lego game card that we picked up. And uh, so they're making a Lego Incredibles game. So it's going to be fully fleshed out. Y'all know the le- what the Lego games are, uh, where there are going to be different worlds. I'm assuming it's going to take you through both movies. It's going to be both movies with some... Also, I read that there's going to be some scenes uh, fleshed out. Like, oh, I can't remember. Oh, like, um, I read that there's going to be... I think Bob and Helen in their original outfits, uh, fighting like the French mimes. Oh, awesome. Like that, cause they fight the, um, oh, what was the mime's name in the first one? Oh, uh, Bomb Voyage. Yeah, yeah, Bomb Voyage. Thank you. Um, Bomb Voyage. Yeah, they're going to be fighting French mimes. That there's a whole, like, they take that one scene and make a whole level out That's of it. So awesome. that'll be fun. I read that today or yesterday. The only thing that makes me scared about you not liking this one, and we're going to get this one day one, you guys. You're going to hear me talking a lot about this, or you'll hear Jennifer talking a lot about this. And I'm afraid you're not going to finish it because when we started playing the uh, Lego Marvel Super Heroes 2, you didn't like it because it wasn't as linear as Lego Batman and mm. the earlier Lego games because they've opened up a lot more because you don't like open world stuff so was as it much. Lego Batman 2 that I played? It was Lego Batman 2 that and you I played first. Um, we haven't played Lego Batman 3 together. I've played it a little bit and I've played and beat uh, Lego Marvel Super Heroes. Like, it's great. Um, but yeah, I mean, you didn't like the more open part of it. Mm. And I don't like the game as much as I thought I would either. I do like the first one better, but you can be Kamala Khan, you know, you can be Ms. Marvel in the second one and she's one of the main characters. So if that's a big deal for you, like it was for us buying it, that was why we bought it on the Switch. Like it is, it is still a really good game. Uh, you also get to go to Wakanda, which is super cool. So they're actually giving the Incredibles a really good game this time that, that, I'm assuming it's a good game because I honestly haven't played a bad Lego game since I think the first Lego Star Wars when going through the Phantom Menace part of it on the iPhone or the regular old DS. Like, those are the ones I didn't like that much. And, uh... The newer ones are great. Like, The Phantom Menace is awesome. Not The Phantom Menace. No, I just said that was terrible. Uh, The Force Awakens is an awesome Lego game. Uh, I know Austin Platinum did, I think. Like, he went nuts over the uh, 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 Force Awakens uh, PS3 or PS4 game and just went nuts. And so... The Incredibles, I'm hoping, is that good, too. Like, I look forward to playing this together and you never letting me be Elastigirl. That at any given time, unless we are forced away from it, you'll never let me be her. And uh, I'm really looking forward to it, to being able to play that uh, two-player when it comes out. And it comes out, what, in three weeks? Two weeks? It comes, it comes out on the same day the same as the movie, day. yeah. Okay. And so, speaking of, so um, we're, I was trying to figure out how I was going to see the movie, and then... Uh, um, a few weeks ago, because I figured I'd, I was planning to just see it here in town at a regular theater the first night, and then if it was released in IMAX, go see it in IMAX later, because this will be something I go see more than once. Uh, but then I was uh, 
I was just looking up what the different options were and found out that IMAX theaters are doing a uh, double feature where they're converting the first movie uh, to IMAX because I don't think it was released in IMAX originally. Uh, and uh, then the 2D Incredibles IMAX, Incredibles 2 IMAX, uh, and that's going to be on June 13th, which is the movie releases on June 15th. They do the like seven o'clock show, you know, on the 14th. But if you go to see the IMAX double feature, you get to see it on the 13th. So I've got my tickets. Yeah. So basically, you guys, if you want, if you're as big an Incredibles fan as she is, or you really want to see it early, you can get a double feature in IMAX two days early if you uh, go buy tickets right now. You bought yours on Fandango, right? Yeah. You're able to just get them online and mm-hmm. pick a theater and everything. Yeah, I I also was looking through to see what because different theaters are actually doing different uh, little commemorative uh, things. So by buying on Fandango, you get a poster. I mean, it's a Fandango poster that you have to pay eight dollars shipping for, mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, the Regal IMAX theater uh, that we're going to is going to be giving mini posters. Okay, um, we'll both get one of those, yeah. right? So they'll be. Are they going to be different or they're no? Be the the, same? I, I think they're the same. I don't know for sure. They haven't shown it. I, I but um, on Fandango you had two different posters okay. picked from. So do um, we both get one of those, or do you only get one for one? Probably order? just one for one order. But but that, I look forward to this. The thing is, the only thing is, whether it's good or bad for the other people who are going to see it, it's not in three D. So it's not going to be IMAX 3D. So. I believe it is being released in IMAX 3D, but the double but feature But the double isn't. feature is not, because they're re-releasing, you said the first one in IMAX 3D, so if they were do, or in no, IMAX, no. so if they were going to be remaking and re-IMAXing the first one, they would have to be doing it separate to 3D, and it's just more cost and everything along those lines. So I understand. I'm actually glad about it. I don't um, like seeing, I mean, I didn't want to see it in 3D the first time anyway. Mm-hmm. We, yeah, I mean, we may go back and see it in 3D before... It's oh, yeah. over, I mean, Solo comes out this week, and I'm going to be doing the same thing. I'm going to see it in 2D first, and then I'll go back over the weekend or next week. Oh, wait, I didn't even know it was being 3D. released in 3D. Yeah. I, I, well, I'm assuming it is. I mean, I don't have any real idea, but I'm assuming everything's getting released in 3D, at least for a few showings. I don't know. It's Star Wars. I'm assuming they are. Was Jedi? But, yeah. Last Jedi? Yeah. It was I, good. I saw it. I actually liked it in oh, 3D. Right. Um, but, so, yeah. So, The Incredibles is Jennifer's bag. It is uh, fantastic. Uh, it is incredible. Uh, no. Uh, uh-huh. But, uh, so, that was what we wanted to talk about. Like, we, uh, Void and I have been talking about doing this, and I honestly, when we were talking about looking for a... a looking for a topic tonight, uh, well, today, uh, we were talking about, like, we could talk about Deadpool 2, uh, because, which was awesome, you guys, and Jennifer's the one who wanted to see it, like, that wasn't even a me thing, I wasn't even planning on going and seeing it, and Friday morning, she's like, we're gonna go see Deadpool tonight, if we you want to. We have movie pass, why and, wouldn't we? Yeah, but, I mean, <laughs> I didn't want to get out of the house, and, uh, you were like, let's go see this, and it was awesome, and so we thought about talking about that, and you've also been playing Donkey Kong, uh, Twilight, not Twilight Freeze, uh, Tropical Freeze uh, on the Switch, the new one, and you're just having fun with it. Like, I know I talked about it, I think last week, maybe, where we were, where you said, like, I don't know what to say about Donkey Kong. It's, uh, uh, it, it, it's fun, and I like it, and I'm a monkey. <laughs> and it's like, that's... I, mean, I can normally analyze just about anything, but Donkey Kong is just like, I'm, I'm a monkey, I'm running around, it's fun, it's pretty. Yeah, like... It, it feel, the controls feel good. 
Yeah, I mean, and that's... You, ba- you bounce on hot air balloons. That's real nice. It's 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 awesome, y'all. And if you haven't played I just played keep it, getting countryer. You do. It's, that's okay. Everybody's, everybody's used to my voice. And, uh, but that's... We were going to talk about that, and then she just looked at me over dinner and was like, The Incredibles! We can talk about The Incredibles! And it, it, that's just kind of perfect, because that, that really is her thing. If it had been a few of, weeks ago, I would have said, The X-Files! Yeah, because uh, <laughs> that would have, like, that was taking over, y'all. Like, we still may have to do that uh, at some point, because uh, that was, uh, Jennifer wanted to be Scully when she grew up at one point. Like, just like, I... Think I didn't want to wait be, until I didn't want to wait till I grew up to be. Scully. You want to be Scully right then? Yeah, I like, begged my mom to buy me a business suit. I kind of want to be Scully myself. Like I wish I was cool as Scully. I want. I would say Mulder, but nobody wants to be Mulder. It's like, although that is our relationship, though we realized early on that you were Scully and that I was Mulder because of. But rods. we're both we're both much better adjusted people. Yeah, we 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 may have our uh, our mental health issues, but. Uh, we are not Mulder and Scully. Not level. not in a Chris Carter episode, that's for sure. No, goodness gracious, no. Uh, so before we get off on any more tangents, uh, I think I will call it uh, this week. So I really appreciate you guys listening and uh, talking with us about The Incredibles. Um, hopefully Void will be feeling better and we'll be able to come back next week and uh, we can get back to our regularly scheduled topic that we were talking about. We, uh, need, we need you back, Void, because this is my lie on the floor, hug my dog, and watch Netflix alone time. It is, and now she has been sitting at a desk talking into a microphone with me, uh, so it's been even more intense beach time. So uh, that's uh, that's intense. So we'll... We were going to be talking about uh, choosing video game consoles this week, uh, and we won't be able to do that next week because Star Wars comes out this weekend. So next week will be our solo show, but it'll be a duo. Because uh, both both two hosts, duo, solo. She's just looking at me. I wish you guys could see the look on my wife's face right now. Uh, she has to deal with these puns all the time, and you guys only get it once a week. So, uh, we'll be back next week with Star Wars. Um, hopefully, it will be with Void and not just me and Jennifer doing this, though uh, she will be seeing it and loving it every much, every bit as much as I am, because there's probably going to be a lot of Chewbacca in this. That's all I and, care about. Yeah. One. And, uh, I mean... And Lando. And Lando, I mean, yeah. we care about Donald Glover being Lando because he's awesome. Um, but yeah, so that's us, you guys. Um, make sure that you check out all of the rest of the shows on the network. You need to be listening to Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, Geektitude with Joe Hogan, and y'all, Rob has finished up the comic box. He has released episode 100. It is the final episode. If you didn't get to send in any questions... That's okay. He's still on Twitter as at Noby, and you can uh, always ask him any questions on there. But if you want to listen to him answer and go through the, uh, really go through the finale, it is great. And, um, we, we love Rob and can't wait to see what he's going to do next for us. Uh, but, but putting out a weekly podcast, uh, was, uh, was intense with the amount of research that he had to do. So, uh, so go BJ give him. doesn't research. I'd, do uh void does most of the research and i talk a lot but um but uh go go give uh noby some love and uh listen to the comic box also listen to katie and chelsea and joe as well and uh obviously and listen to my friend allison's uh podcast not your little lady about what it's like to be a woman in the south that's true it is uh which is something 
that's a topic we don't have time to get into here. Uh, so listen to Allison's on that one. Um, but if you guys want to reach us, you can get us anytime you want by email at geek2geekcast at gmail.com. You can also get us on Twitter at at geek2geekcast. And if you want, we have longer discussion threads on our subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash geek2geekcast. You can find Jennifer on Twitter at at jbkeaton13. You can't, you can't find me there. That's her handle and sometimes she I gets got, emails. I logged, I logged into that just so I could reply to an Incredibles uh, post to like to um, enter to win like tickets to the premiere. So that's the so only time I've been on Twitter in the last like. Three she years. might get emails if you bother her on there, and I am on Twitter as at Professor Beej as always. So this has been Beej and Jennifer with your Geek to Geek podcast. That'll do it for this week. See you next week, Geekatoos. Bye. I have to do both of them this week. Bye. Jennifer, make a sound.